Hey guys, it's Rob coming at you with another video and podcast. This week we heard that the Fed is hiking rates again, another 0.75%. Now, the interest rates haven't even really taken effect yet with this increase. And as I talked about in previous videos, it's not always a direct correlation, but the average interest rate right now is spiking up and it's about 6 to 6.875%. This is almost double where it was six months ago. So if you don't think this is going to affect cars, car purchases are now plummeting. We're seeing more repos on cars because there wasn't the eviction protections on those. We're now seeing more mortgages shoot up, meaning that a home that was $600,000 at 3.5% interest you're now going to have to buy that home at $400,000 or less in order to pay the same monthly mortgage payment. So how is this going to affect everything? Well, obviously, it's going to start bringing prices down. And we're already seeing that price reductions across the board. We're working with clients now with buyers, especially because we see the market softening. And we're trying to take advantage of some of these deals. And we're noticing we have a lot more leverage than we did a couple months ago. Even though some properties still have one or two offers on it, they're a lot more flexible on our time frame, on our contingencies, and our pricing. We're seeing places sell for less, less than what they're listed for, which six months ago, a year ago, didn't see that very often unless it was really overpriced. Now, the bigger things that are happening, we obviously had Putin and the situation in Ukraine and the energy crisis that's going on. So Ukraine and Europe is in bad shape because as the winter gets cooler, they're going to lose 40% of their energy that comes from Russia normally. So in London, you're seeing a seven to 10 times increase in electric and gas bills. What does this mean? So for the average person in Europe, it's a huge disaster because imagine you're paying $70 one month and then your bill goes up to $700 or $500. Big increase. More importantly, restaurants, manufacturing are going to be hit the hardest. Why? Huge energy consumers. The amount of natural gas needed, let alone the electricity for a restaurant, is huge. We know that their bills are spiking up seven times. So when someone used to pay let's say 24,000 a year, they're now paying 80, 90,000 a year. What does that mean? They either have to raise up their prices, which affects price elasticity, right? Because consumers will only pay up to so much. And now consumers are getting squeezed too. So they're not going to be able to afford to go out as much. They're not going to be able to afford unnecessary items. They're going to prioritize their mortgage or rent payments. They're going to prioritize the bare essentials that they're going to need before they go out and spend on luxury items like a brand new car, which is why we're also seeing car sales starting to fall. The price affordability is going to affect all areas of the market. Now, we have seen, because of the interest rate increases, a strengthening in the dollar, which is why the stock market has started to come down. Gold and silver has also started to come down, and we already saw a huge decrease in cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin, a year ago, peaked at $69,000. Now it's down to under 20000 
Now, we think there may be a change in this if the Fed stops tightening, but usually they tighten for an 18 to two year period. So I think we're only really in the middle of this tighten. They may stop tightening rates now because they're seeing prices come down, but Jerome Powell said he wants prices on housing to come down. So this is purposeful. Ever since the Fed was created in 1913 and came in in 14 and 15, we've seen boom and bust cycles. They lied to the American people when they said this was to prevent boom and bust cycles because the same corporatists, the Rockefellers, Warburgs, read the creature from Jekyll Island because those same people that formulated this plan for the Federal Reserve were the ones that were creating boom and bust cycles artificially right before the creation in 1910 and earlier where they had these bank runs of their own mismanagement of their own banks. They mismanaged their own banks on purpose. We then gave them an extreme amount of power to create a private bank called the Federal Reserve. The United States only controls 20% interest in it. Sure, we get to appoint the director and some of the board members, but really we don't have much control. And these private investors who own 80% are getting returns, dividends. And in 1933, FDR even confiscated gold. He had an executive order. He had to turn your gold in to one of the bank branches. And they ended up getting all that gold. And instead, we got paper money, which has been the problem where that is exacerbating things now. So people want to say, oh, it's because of capitalism. We do not have a capitalist system. We have a communist fascist system. And if people blame the free market for what's going on, they're very mistaken. That's actually the only thing that's going to save us because that just means free trade between individuals. So the bigger problem that's about to hit is ISO 222. If you don't know what this is, this is the precursor that the IMF and the World Bank and the Federal Reserve is going to do to create their central bank digital currencies. Earlier this month, China has announced that their central bank digital currency is now taking full effect. So their digital yuan is now in place and they have full control on who can spend their money in China. They have social credit systems in place. These are big problems. So they're bringing that soon to the United States. Biden, almost six months ago, signed an executive order stating that they're now looking at how to do a central bank digital currency. But they've been working on this for a very long time. And my contention is the pandemic and everything that's going on, including the war in Ukraine, which they instigated since 2014 when they did a coup with the CIA, have been leading up to this point where they get us to a crisis mode. Now, the food shortages are coming, and these are planned and controlled. Why do I know this? They have a whole group formulated that has been working on this since 2015. Now they put John Podesta in charge, claiming it's climate sustainability, but he has been working on this for over a decade. And this is what communists and fascists do. They control the food supply, you control the population. Now, if they institute a digital currency, it's almost game over. 
unless we fight back and create a secondary system outside of their system. The ISO 222 has been in the works for a couple years now. And it, it specifically notes several digital currencies. Not Bitcoin, not Ethereum. It notes in there that they don't like those. Why? Because they can't centrally control them. There's about six currencies they do like. The number one I'm going to talk about right now is Ripple, also known as XRP. Why do they like that? Because the head of Ripple is on the board of the World Economic Forum. So they have been working hand in hand to create this system. Ripple uses supposedly a lot less energy than Bitcoin because it's centralized. You can't just run a Ripple node server. Most of the servers are centralized into big data centers that they control. But it's very quick, instantaneous payments. So there's a big competitor right now to uh, Western Union. The second biggest money transfer internationally has been using this behind the scenes. And the banks are going to start switching over from the SWIFT monetary system to using the Ripple XRP system called RippleNet to transact cross-border payments instantaneously. They're switching this over in the next couple weeks to months. Why does this matter? Because the SEC has been in a legal battle with Ripple saying that their XRP is a security. But I've been watching this very closely. This court case is almost over. And what's about to happen? Once that court case is over, they're going to relist XRP on the major exchanges like Coinbase, and the price is going to increase. Today alone, the price has gone up almost 28% in one day. Why? Because they filed for a summary judgment last Friday. And I'm thinking that the bankers know that that's about to happen. And I think this was all planned because if the SEC loses this case, which is likely to do if you've been following, then it becomes the only digital currency asset that has legal clarification and is now not considered a security. So it gives the banks a green light to use this digital currency for day-to-day -day transactions. And it's suppressed the price for the last 18 to 24 months as they've been accumulating it on the back end. So this isn't financial advice whether the buy XRP or not. I'm just letting you know big changes are coming. You need to watch out. If you're waiting to buy assets, it might be a smart move because you want to have capital ready and especially capital outside the traditional banks because they may put controls on that with the central bank digital currencies. They could put tons of controls. I'll do a whole video on that alone. So we need to be prepared because once this crash hits, you can buy great assets on the cheap. And that's going to sustain you because they will pump this again. They always drop it artificially because the interest rate increases, just like in 2006 to 2008. That took about four-year period to really bottom out in 2011. And then the bank started buying up all these assets on the cheap. They pumped it again until now. And they're going to do the cycle all over again, but this time to implement a digital currency that they can fully control. If you want to learn more, or if you want to sell some of your real estate assets now, or purchase some cash flow investments, go to wearerealty.com. If you want to learn about time management and some of our other courses, 
We have an education site with a ton of stuff on education.wearerealty.com or go to my personal site, robertjcrawford.com to learn more.